This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton Postgame Show with Al and Jerry. All right, Thursday podcast. We have just wrapped up literally moments ago the Thursday Boomer and Carton show and uh, Boomer off for the weekend. And so Chris Christie in tomorrow. Good day, though, I thought. Uh, you, I tell you, your last two days between the giant guests that uh, Pat Hanlon and his crew gave you and then today with Bruce Spate and the Jets, you pretty much nailed it with every big guy on each team. Yeah, on paper it looks like I produced a hell of a show the last two days. But really, it no, was no, no, just no, that's uh, it. That's it. Oh, okay, Jerry, just, just go pat with yourself that. on the back. Good, good job two days. By me. All good. And I will say, nice job. Oh, good. Thank you, Jerry. I and really course, appreciate it. you end it with Mike McCagnan. That's the way to end the show. Right now, when Mike McCagnan was on, and we play all these clips of Mike liking everybody, yeah. like we have Mike saying, we like Gino. We like Bryce. We like Christian. And we like Ryan. Right? Right. So I knew the Bryce Petty one had been edited. I he did never, not. That he never said... I like Bryce, which is why it sounds like I that. I had no idea. The day after he was on and he was liking everybody, Eddie had just cut everything together. Jeez. Oh, so we're playing the clips for him. I don't. Boomer and Craig don't know that apparently that was edited, not. And nor does Mike McCagney. Uh, apparently not. His own voice back. He thinks way, that he said. I didn't know that. Right, but this, it is weird why he would say we like Bryce. I get. See, the Christian one to me sounds edited. Christian. I remember Eddie doing that. Yes. I did not know that anything else was edited. So the original thing he said was, we like Gino. Right. I, I took that out of an interview right. and played it, and then Craig loved it, and we and he's run with it ever since. Yeah, so then after we had Mike McCagnan on to explain why he liked Gino, Craig had asked him, he had referenced in some answer Bryce, which had, he just grabbed the Bryce part and edited out Gino and put in Bryce, edited out Gino, put in Christian, edited out Gino, put in Ryan. I did not But now it's become that he said all of those things in one interview. Well, I'll say this. At least he likes his players. He does like his players. Oh, we can leave it there. Yes. Edited or not edited. And he seems to enjoy it. He did. I, but listen, like, by he the didn't way. say, that sounds edited. Like, he no. didn't say that. But you know why? Because if Boomer and Craig don't realize it, why right. would he? Plus, these guys do... Right, and these guys do 100 interviews every week. How about you right now? He's in his office being, I cannot believe I said I like all those guys. <laughs> God, why did I sound so weird? Why did I say Bryce? Right. Or I like Christian. I like Christian. We like Bryce. Here's a couple things, Jerry, that I have written down. So uh, uh, David Ortiz is on his sort of 
retirement mm-hmm. tour. I wanted to do this today, and I yeah. just never got to it. So I guess he was uh, in Seattle. Yes. And right. I did not know he he signed the contract. Nor or, did I. I'll give you another thing about yeah. Ortiz when we're done with this. Go ahead. So he, I, I, I did not know that he had some ties to the Seattle Mariners. I guess his original well, he contract. He was drafted. He was drafted by them? Right. Did he ever, do you know off the top of your head, did he ever play? No, he only played for the Twins. He only played for the Twins and then Boston. Yes. Okay, so his original contract that was with the, the Mariners. So uh, they, I guess, gave him that original contract. That was just kind of cool. And then what I didn't understand, I know uh, Seattle is known for that fish market up there. Yes. They gave him 34 pounds, pounds yeah. of salmon. Yeah. Now, is that delivered to the ballpark, or is it you get a gift card for 34 pounds of salmon? I think they, they brought 34 pounds of salmon there to yeah. present him with. And weren't they throwing the fish around the diamond, too, apparently? Yes, they did that instead of throwing the ball around the diamond, how those guys... At that fish market in Seattle, just throw giant fish at each other? That sounds pretty gross. Yeah, like I would love to go to Seattle on like a Monday Night Football trip with Boomer because I want to go see those guys throwing fish because anytime a TV show is in Seattle or there's an NFL game in Seattle when they have to take shots not of the football field, yeah. they always go right to that fish market well, with guys throwing giant salmon at each that's other. That's like one thing when they're in New York. They always show the Empire State Building. Right. In Dallas, they always show that building that's lit up in green. Yes. Right? The Redskins, they always show the Capitol Building or something. Yeah, and or, they just did, like, the Mets were just in Philly a couple weeks ago. Literally went right to the um, cheesesteaks. Exactly. Like that, I mean, that's so played out. Yeah, but what else are you going to do? Yeah. You can show the Rocky statue. That's true. That's a little played out, too. But do you think he actually gets 34 pounds of salmon? Like, I that gets shipped back yes, to his home in Boston? I think it's shipped in dry ice back to his house. Do you have room in your house, you personally, Jerry, for 34 pounds of salmon if you were going to freeze it? Because I know you go to, which, you go Price Club or something? Costco, yeah. Costco. Yeah, and do. you love to get, like, a big thing of salmon there. I do not do that. You don't, don't get 34 no, don't do pounds that. I buy the big bag of uh, chicken. Oh, chicken. But I do not buy the salmon. What's the most pounds of chicken that you ever well, bought at Costco? Whatever the bag is. Okay, one it's a, bag. It's a $20 bag of chicken, and you get like 20 pieces in it or something. Are you one of these people? You like, don't buy that? No. Really? I don't think to, I don't go to Costco. It's I don't want the so Costco. It's easy, thing. though. Well, just. Oh, boy. Okay. But uh, when when I was growing up, my you parents. You like BJs? Yeah, every guy does. Do you go to uh, BJ's? No, but there is one near my home. Oh, okay. You should go. I think BJ's would be the place I would go to. Enjoy BJ's. Yeah. Um, growing up, Jerry, we had an extra refrigerator in the garage. So did we. Right? And then you would store stuff in there. Yes, absolutely. And then stuff would just get lost out there. <laughs> yeah. It would just go in that oh. freezer and forgotten about. I had one year where it was my brother's birthday party. I would say, you know, like the family comes over. Yes. I think he was turning 13. And I remember my mother asking me to go out into the garage to get the Carvel cake for him. And I brought a cake out. We opened it, and I think it was from his 12th birthday. (laughs) And then we went and got the other one, obviously. But things just get lost. Things get lost out there. Uh, Speaking of uh, food items, Jerry, I just saw this from Heinz. You know, they make the Heinz ketchup. And now I see commercials they're making mustard. Why it took them this long to make mustard? Why wouldn't you make every condiment available? Hey, if you're into condiments, you you make condiments. Does Heinz make mayonnaise? They don't, but why not? Why not? well, because Heinz's specialty is tomatoes. I have no Because you feel I like know. maybe they feel like Hellman's has a lock on the mayonnaise, so why would they risk their and business? And Golden's has the mustard market. That's true. Well, but right. you know what, though? It's funny. Why ever do anything then? Like, why ever make new salad dressing? Right. If, Good point, Jerry. Wishbone. 
Wishbone's that market? good. Well, you know what? Kraft has done a good job. Newman's uh, salad dressing Newman's, also very yes. good. So Heinz came out and they they confirmed what people thought they knew, which was when you're using a non, you go squeeze bottle or do you go the classic glass bottle? Squeeze bottle. Squeeze bottle. Much easier. Yeah. Uh, if you go the classic glass bottle, right? Uh, they said that the, you know sometimes it's very hard to get the ketchup yeah. out. I'll use a knife, like a butter knife. Right. I'll stick it in there and But there's that one spot you knock on the glass. Yes, they've confirmed that if you knock on the, there's a raised yeah. 57 for yep. Heinz 57, and if you pound it that. It comes out. It comes right out. Do you pound it a lot? I don't. I just use the knife. I go with the squeeze bottle. You do. Right. But here's the problem with the squeeze bottle. The squeeze bottle, if it sits in your fridge for any period of time, you're, if you don't shake it up, your first squeeze of the ketchup is that liquidy Not true, because there's ketchup. a liquid catcher now on the big squeeze bottles. That's not true. It catches the liquid. It catches the liquid, yes. Because I've had those big squeeze bottles, and I'm, I will shoot out liquid first. So you, so just to recap, <laughs> yes, you like BJ's. Right. You don't pound it very often, nope. but you like to squeeze it out. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so that's been confirmed. That's a podcast right there. <laughs> also, Jerry, uh, yesterday we talked about Jordan Rogers yeah, winning The up. Bachelorette. Uh, we did briefly, right. yes. I know you're sick of it, but I have one more no. story. He has. Um, he was uh, hoping that when he does get married to JoJo, which he has, they are engaged, right. that uh, hopefully his brother Aaron shows up. I hope he doesn't. It's not looking like he's going to. Right. Isn't this whole thing over Olivia Munn, right? It they, is over right. Olivia Munn, right. They don't like her. They feel like he changed after. Right, here's a question. He, he started invites dating Aaron her. to the wedding. Is she allowed? Is it an Aaron plus one? Yeah, you have to do plus one. But they one. don't like her. But you have to let bygones be bygones at a wedding. Hmm. Well, then I guess maybe there'll be a reunion of sorts. Yeah, I would schedule that wedding for during football season when I know I, I give Aaron an easy out and say, I can't Week make it. Week 14, Sunday at 4 o'clock right. wedding. <laughs> yes. I mean, how important is family, really? Are you really going to play the game against the Cowboys? Or if you want to make them be, if you want to make Aaron look douchey, you schedule for, like, the bye week. Oh, come on. That is week. brutal when he's supposed to be yeah. on vacation. Right. See, now you're thinking like a douchey brother. Oh, that doesn't I don't want like to be his a douchey brother. brother. You're mm. funny. And uh, there was a story... You know, I don't have the details for that one, so I'm going to put that one aside. Let me just back up just yes. quickly because I, we do this sometimes and we don't finish the thought and then people oh, kill us on Twitter. Yes. Anything about Ortiz? Yes. Do you know David Ortiz is not his real name? Uh, David isn't or Ortiz? No, Ortiz is not his real last name. Apparently when he was with the Twins, his name was Arcia or something like that. I forget. I saw this on TV the other day on a piece about Ortiz, and he played one year or at least uh, as minor league ball. And then when he was brought up to the Twins, he showed up at spring training with the last name Ortiz. And the staff was like, who's this guy? They're like, well, that's whoever. They're like, that's not his name. And he just went with it. And he's been David Ortiz ever he since. He just changed his name. Hey, I saw that the other day. I'm like, that sounded weird. How does that not come out? Right. Kind of strange. Hmm. Like, right now, if you were like, my name's not really Al Hughes. Right. You know, it'd be like, well, where did Hughes come from? Well, well, mine is actually Dukes. Right. Sorry. Dukes. Well, where'd that come from? People, I changed it when I was 22. Yeah, people think if you're in the media and you have a short name, Reco, Dukes, that we've made those up. Right. 
I have not made my name. Mine up. neither. We Al have, Hughes is made up. Al Dukes is my name. I know back in the day when ESPN Radio did not have a radio station in New York, and they were just starting, and they were just kind of like a national radio network uh, that was nowhere near New York. They were in California. They had some affiliates. We even played their programming, actually, when they first started. On FAN on the weekends. Yeah, yeah. We had, um, like, Bob Usler worked for them and for FAN. Now, when they came to New York, he obviously changed. He had to make a decision, and he stayed with FAN. Um, <laughs> it's raining right by Al all of a sudden <laughs> as they're draining the ceiling, the roof. Um, he used the name, and I forget what it was, but he used the two first names of his two boys. So oh, on ESPN nice. Radio nationally, Bob was so whatever the name was, and on Fanny's his real name. So guys do it for different reasons, but we have not. It's when, kind of a different time now. When I had Kevin Burkhardt on my podcast uh, a couple months ago, he he had to change his name when he was doing uh, traffic reports. I'm sure. And what I did for, he go? I with? forget. It was something ridiculous. He was not proud of it. He but wasn't proud a of good it. One. Dirk no. Diggler. It's <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Jerry, the Steelers have come out and said they will not be wearing their throwback bumblebee uniforms this year, which good. is good because those like, are ridiculous. They look like prisoners. They're terrible yeah. uniforms. And there are certain throwback uniforms that are really terrible. The Packers have those weird ones. Are most of them? Yeah, I don't like this. The one that the Jets wear, which is like the navy blue well, and gold. Those are the Titans. Yeah, that's. I only want throwbacks to when I was a kid watching football. So well, I want those but, throwbacks. But they're, they're not exactly um, tailoring it to you. Yeah, but those are the ones I like. like right, but they don't care about you. Like the Buccaneers in their orange creamsicle uniforms. The Broncos with the D on the helmet and the horse coming out of it. Right. That's they, okay. Yeah, when they do these throwback to the Packers, the Bumblebee Steelers. Yeah, I agree. It's Useless. awful. I don't. I don't disagree. That's the cow. I don't like the cowboy ones, but I yeah. can. I can deal with them. You know, with the white helmet. Yeah. I don't like. I hate when they do it on Thanksgiving too. Right. I wish on Thanksgiving just wear the normal jerseys. I hate it. I. You know what? I'll tell you what I do like. Watching some old film on NFL Network the other day, they had the was it eighty? I think it was eighty three Redskins Cowboys Championship game in uh, at RFK. The Redskins won, but. That was when football was football. The right. other teams would make the Cowboys wear blue because yes. of bad luck. Yes. The Giants wearing white at home. Awesome. I remember that would bug me when I was yeah, a kid. Yeah, me too. And I'd see, like, uh, yeah, Cowboys playing the Giants, and the Giants are home at the, in the Meadowlands wearing white yep. uniforms. And white pants. They yeah, look terrible. Like, oh. That was when that was Maybe the Danny. That was the Danny White era. Yes, Danny White, Gary Hogaboom. Yeah, when and then the, Steve Pallor. Yes, Steve Pallor. Steve Pallor. It's funny because every time we see Sims now, and right? We're obviously Chris Sims, Phil, Phil Sims. I haven't done it yet because he's such a nice dude. But two of the greatest memories I have because I did not see the Cowboys of the seventies. Right. I grew up with Danny White and a lot of championship game heartbreak. Yes, right. And then I lived through 1985, where they were a 10 and 16. They won a division, but they weren't very good. But that year, the Cowboys twice batted balls down at the line of scrimmage. I think one was Sims for sure. It was Ed Jones to Jim Jeffcoat running the other way for a touchdown. Then they did it again to a little bit of a lesser extent. Maybe it was the year prior. But I thought that was not Sims. I wanted, I, But I don't know. By him... One, no doubt. You're going to bring that up to him next I time you see him? I haven't done it, though, yet. Say, hey, Phil Sims, you remember when Ed Two Tall Jones swatted that ball back in your face? Ed Two Tall Jones from Mattawan, New Jersey. His that parents right? came up to me in Costco one day when I was doing Afternoons with Francesa as an anchor. We were on the Yes Network. Well, you've been a Costco and customer for a long time. Long time. And his dad taps me on the shoulder. He goes, you're the guy on the TV with that Francesa guy. I'm like, yeah, yeah. He goes, you're a Cowboy fan. I'm like, yeah. 
He goes, Jim Jeffcoat Sr., nice to meet you. Oh, Jeff like, Come on. Really nice dude. Yeah. Nice, Jerry. Pretty cool. Uh, Dennis Rodman evidently was here at Jet Camp how about yesterday. That? that amazes me. Like, how did he get here? <laughs> he flew. If, why is he in New Jersey? Uh, that's a great question. Right? Some of these guys have so much money, Al. They're bored. And he's going, I'm going to go to Jet Camp? Uh, maybe he's friends with someone. He was shouting out Todd Bowles on Twitter, evidently, before he arrived. So I don't know if he knows him. But I don't so know. then the folks here in Florham Park, he probably stopped by like a Wawa here. Do right? you think he still has the weird hair? Yes. Yeah, he definitely still has those nose piercings. Can you believe Carmen Electra was with him? Yes. You can. I, I can't. Do, yeah, because girls like weird. interesting, weird guys. They don't always go for looks, which is good for us. I mean, guys in general, not you and I. We're, right, because we're, we're handsome. Yeah. <laughs> but girls will go for strange-looking guys way, we've if done they're okay. unique. Just for the record, I think right. we've done okay. I would say we're average-looking, <laughs> which isn't terrible. It's not terrible. Because if you're average-looking and then you kind of have some personality... That's a win. You're average looking and yeah. boring. How the hell did you lure that girl? I don't know, Jerry. It's like that Beef Johnston. He probably gets chicks. Well, now. Right. Because he's because, a character. Right. He's an interesting guy. But Carmen Electra? He's an interesting character. Isn't yes. there some sense of you, though, that when things get intimate, look. Right. Like, are you really going to do this? Well, that's why you do it with the, with the uh, lights out. Here we go again with the lights the out. The lights out. I'm sorry. Not as much fun. Hmm. Uh, yesterday, Jerry, Mark Teixeira was accused of stealing signs. Yes. This is weird to me. And we brought this up. This kind of reminds me of like in football when, when we were talking with Boomer about what are different plays in football. Yeah. And I'll see it when I watch this Jay Gruden uh, quarterback camp on ESPN. John Gruden. John Gruden. Right. Jay Gruden, by the way, was a terrific arena football quarterback yes. for the Orlando Predators, right? In my or the Tampa Bay Storm. How about that? I don't want to. I don't, Jerry. You don't want to anger the arena football fans by getting something <laughs> right. incorrectly. Like, All four of them. Yeah, they get very riled up. But this idea that other teams have these codes or signs that you're not familiar with, right? Like Mark, what's there to steal? The catcher's got his legs wide open and putting signs down. How would you not see those signs? Well, because you don't know which one he's using. Have you not actually watched? No. With a man on second base. So when when there's nobody on base, the catcher just puts down a one for the fastball, two for the curve. What are p- pitches? Right. The one's always the fastball. Okay, so the no. So if there's no one on base, that's what he does. They're not right. hiding anything. Correct. Now, when you get guys on second, specifically second base, you can They're actually, looking if right you're not, in between your legs. Right. If you're not good at hiding it, you can actually see from first base as well. But let's go at second base because it's a dead-on view, right? If you just put the one down... You'd be a moron. <laughs> Everybody's going to pick it up. Hey, two. Hey, curveball, right? So you what don't do you do? do that. So there's indicators usually for different. It depends on the team you're playing. If you're playing a team that's known for trying to pick up your signs and steal the signs, you probably change the indicator every inning. So usually you can put, you know, you put a fist down. You can tap your right leg. You can tap the left leg. Put a one down. Put a two down. Tap your left leg. Tap a two. And the indicator could be the second tap of the left leg. Right. So everything else meant nothing. Yes. I'm glad you're bringing that up because this is what I would think if I was a pitcher or the catcher. As soon as I got on the mound, I'd be like, wait a minute. This inning we're doing after? No, no. no, no. I tap my thigh? That's why you confirm it before you go out there. Plus, these guys have done it forever with each other. I think the same thing with um, quarterbacks going at the line. Like uh, on uh, 
break on two. Well, that one. happens all the time. <laughs> and then if I was the wide receiver, I'd be like, what was I going on well, again? How or about, the center. What am I snapping it yeah. off? The leg kick or not the leg and kick? And you see that. I, I always am amused when I see false start on the center. What? Right. But he's snapping the ball. But no one else moves. And, yeah, it happens. I mean, I can't tell you. The only time I ever scored a touchdown in my Pop oh. Warner career, uh, I was a, I believe it or not, I was a fullback. I was a Full blocking back. back. Okay. Yeah. And I was a good, you know, not good. So I hate using that word, but I, I was a hard worker, but I wasn't the tailback. I was a linebacker and a fullback. I was like 11 years old or whatever. And so it was the last game of the season. We were playing a Red Bank Regional. I remember it like it was yesterday. We had a first and goal on the two. And I forget what this, it was something like, uh, I, I don't remember the calls like Boomer does. I mean, it was 30 years ago, but I remember it was 31. I think that was the call, and I was the three, and I had it the one gap or some sh- crap like that, and I got so excited when the play call came in. And we go up there, and the quarterback, he starts, and the right tackle move. Now I know it's getting pushed back five yards. Now I'm not getting the ball. Right. Of course I don't. We go sweep right. I get a good block. Running back goes out at the one-and-a-half-yard line. My call came back in, and I scored. But the point is I wanted to kill him. Like, dude, just listen. He did it twice in the huddle. It's not that complicated. Do you still remember the feeling of scoring that I do. Touchdown? It was awesome. You do? It was awesome. Did you get there, the, the play where it's like, was the running back behind you and the defense? No, I was a fullback, so no, I had nobody I'm behind saying, me. You, oh, but sometimes they line up the fullback and then the running back behind. Yeah. And then they give it to the fullback thinking the defense is oh, going to think quick he's going to block. Hand up. Yeah, no. yeah, I like that. We were in an I formation, and I took the inside handoff, and I got a good block, and it was straight. It was easy. Nice. It was a yard and a half. There are two things I remember. From, a, from being a kid. That, I was 11. I'll never forget it for whatever reason, which is awesome. And in high school, hitting a home run, uh, I put a ball through a – there was a bus over the fence in left field. And I hit against Brian Gregoff, who was from Raritan High School. And I only say him because growing up, his dad coached, my dad coached. We always seemed to be the two good teams. And he was a hard thrower. And he always got the best of me. In this one game – I remember it was like a whatever the pitch was. You just saw it like Daryl Strawberry. You just saw it. Perfect swing, shot out in two seconds. Ball went through one of the windows in the bus, which was kind of cool. And I remember that. The problem with that story was when I went into the dugout, high-fiving guys, had metal spikes, slipped on the concrete in the dugout, tore my Achilles. After your big home Yeah, run. it wasn't a rupture. I tore part of my Achilles. I finished the game. I was playing second base. I finished the game, but I was hobbling around. My dad took me to the hospital right after the game, and I had a torn Achilles, and that was my season. Hmm. So those are the two things I remember. Now, Do you have any home runs you remember? I, you I scoring touchdowns? I don't. I had one. I, I, I actually went full seasons in Little League where I got uh, zero hits. No, you zero. didn't. Zero. I None? swear. And I was the leadoff batter but I, because I was small, so I would walk a lot. Oh, so you, so you had a good on-base percentage, but yes. you had no batting average. But one year, when I was 13, I was really terrible at uh, baseball. Very terrible. And I was in one of those spots where uh, we had bases loaded down by two. Yeah. Up against a fast pitcher, Carl Peterson. I Carl Peterson, of course. Peterson. I closed my eyes. I hit a ball to the fence. Triple cleared the bases. And you were able to retire right then and there. That's it. That was my only Until you've come to thing. the Boomer and Carton show. Exactly, Jerry. Softball. All right, we got to go. Okay. Uh, hey, have a nice weekend. Uh, yes, we will see you. All. You're working tomorrow? I am working tomorrow. So tomorrow we will have a warm-up show podcast. Yes. And tomorrow it's a Craig and the Governor. Chris Christie. Don't tweet better me how much you hate him. I'm not. Don't annoy me on Twitter telling me you hate the Governor. The Mets better win. Save it. Yeah, the Mets better win. Ah, see ya. Okay, see ya. It's the Boomer and Carton Post Game Show.
stars of the show, Alan Jerry.